24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Welcome everybody to Damage Radio. We're heard here live on MonkerRadio.com or Music of Minds Meet. You know me. I'm RC alongside Matt, the ultimate Kiss fan, Porter. And Porter, we got an alumni back, man. Monster Factory alumni. He held tag team goal with Chad Kedgerton and paid in full. LSG. Money is inevitable with Travis Jacobs. He's been a heavyweight champion. He's, he's even won AEW Dark, MFPW, H2O, Triple WA. That's just name a few. He's known as the King of Candom. No stranger to Damage Radio. He's money. He's royal money. Royal, hey. welcome back, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, man. I'm happy to be here. Like, you know, you on that you on that celebrity time, man. <laughs> hey man, it was traffic, man. People can't drive on the road. Right? <laughs> man, traffic. <laughs> we ain't talking about a match. We're talking about traffic. traffic. <laughs> so what's the deal, man? What's what's been going on, man? We missed you. Hey man, I missed y'all too, man. I just been uh, you know, trying to live life and just, you know, get stuff together and like, you know, mental health is real. So it's like, you know. If we can't check into that first and take care of that, uh, we can't do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've uh, really been, you know, putting my big boy pants on and growing up and stuff, you know? So. There you go. <laughs> How's that going for you? It's going good, man. I don't live in the city of Camden anymore, like, which is, like, weird to say. You know what I mean? I'm out of the city of Camden. Um, my daughter is graduating in a couple of days uh, from college and high That's school. Awesome. Uh, she's she applied to like uh, twelve colleges. She got accepted to all of them. I'm just oh, waiting for her to pick one. And it's just like, life is amazing, you know. Still some trials and tribulations that people got to take care of. But um, other than that, like I always got to look at the positive, and you know, I mean, the negative is always going to be there. So right. So you can sit outside on the porch with some um, sandals and read your newspaper now. No, right? I've never worn no sandals, man. I can't wear <laughs> my sandals. <laughs> I was talking to my brother the other day. He's like, "Yeah, man, I sound I feel like a girl talking in these checkletas," and I was like. <laughs> I would never say I got on a pair of check lectures because I'm never wearing them. So, and I refuse to wear Crocs. Yes. I know. They're wearing, with the Crocs now, they're wearing these little things. You get like a little like uh, magnet or something you can put into the Crocs. Now the high school kids are doing these days. Yeah, I'm it's like, like, what are you uh, doing? It's like it fits into the whole. I bought my daughter a whole bunch of them. But I, w- I will never buy a pair of Crocs. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. I got these high school kids, man. They're, uh, you know, all, all their iPhones and all that. You know, yeah. they have a phone hotel at work now at, at, at school. <laughs> I love the iPhone, man. I, I'm an iPhone guy. Mm. But yeah, man, so much happened since we last spoke to you. Uh, yeah. You know, last time we, we talked to you, you were heading to uh, Atlanta to yeah. uh, make some big things happen. And uh, yeah, it started to, man. So tell the Diamond Trains all about that, man. Uh, well, you know, I just I moved to Atlanta for a better opportunity. That was like the first time I've ever left the city of Camden. And uh, uh, if I had it my way, I would have never left the city of Camden. But, you know what I mean? If somebody says to you, you love professional wrestling, right? Well, you got to move to Atlanta. That's what you do. Um, and, uh, things was looking up and, um, I hurt my ankle first day there, the first day. And, uh, like, How though? playing basketball. My son oh. was, <laughs> it was not even wrestling, right? Like all the crazy stuff I do in wrestling, right. it wasn't even wrestling. But before I left, my son used to just trying out for basketball. And, um, I was going to taking him to practices and stuff like that. And he was so terrible, but it was like, I believe in him. <laughs> yeah. He crossed you over. He crossed you over. You know, he broke your ankles. <laughs> So uh, um, when I went, you know, to Atlanta, we went to the gym the first day and uh, I seen a basketball court. And that's something I will always do, like play basketball to get my cardio in because, like, I hate treadmills and bicycles and stuff. Like, like that's not riding a bike outside, but inside the gym, I hate doing that type of cardio. Because we're not going anywhere. Yeah. We're still the same yeah. spot. Yep. So um, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go ahead and play some basketball. And I haven't played basketball in a while at this point. And, like. I played, like, four games. And, like, the fourth game, I remember Cody coming in there and was like, yo, I'm ready to go, bro. And I was like, yo, we got a couple more points. We out of here. Cody (laughs) Rhodes, right? No. no. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Vance. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the hand-picked guy. Yeah. And I was like, all right, man, a couple more points. And then, like, I was running down the court, and then I just fell and, like, just face-planted. And, like, my leg just felt weird. And uh, I limped out of there. I still walked out. But, uh, um. Of course, yeah, it's your it was, money. Yeah, that's when the journey actually really started, and I didn't realize. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like God had a plan for me, and it was like, I had to get Tyrone together. Like, royal money is set. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, 
You know what I mean? I don't need to work on rolling money that much, you know what I mean, other than, like, getting some gear. And, you know, I'm trying to drop some more weight and get in more shape. But uh, it was for me to get Tyrone together, and that was the journey. And uh, it's the first time I ever left the city, so it was like I had to be still. I, I only knew two people there. And I remember, like, <laughs> when we got there, um, I seen Cody, and I was so happy to see him because I ain't seen him in a while. And then it was like, you know, he thought we was going to catch up. We went to the gym the next day, and he was like, all right, guys, well, I'm out for 10 days. And I was like, what, bro? I just got here. So it was like... <laughs> I was with this injury, and I'm in Atlanta, like, not knowing anybody. But, like, man, it was an amazing time because— uh, And Shaheem's I, not there at this point, right? No, yeah, he, he went he went down with me. He was there. Okay. So I only knew him, but it was like we was in the same place. So it was yeah. like I really didn't know anybody other than him. And it was like he didn't know nobody, so it was like he couldn't introduce me to anybody. But uh, I think, you know what I mean, going to the Nightmare Factory, I was still going even when I was injured. And um, I started working at GNC. And it was like, that's how I was meeting the people in Atlanta and stuff like that. And uh, it was an amazing time. I and mean, the day I hurt my ankle that first night, I went to the strip club. Like, it wasn't stopping me from <laughs> experiencing Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave so, my ankle for that. Yeah, right. So, uh, you just got to sit there. Yeah, yeah, right? You know, yeah. give me some mic to put it up, you know. <laughs> so, uh, it, like, it was an amazing time because I, I feel like uh, as the black community, like, you know, we, uh, we get stuff taught to us in bits and pieces. And, um, I was always told things in bits and pieces. You know what I mean? My grandma would say certain things, drop certain nuggets, and I was able to uh, fill in the lines. You ever seen a CIA redacted form where they got the, you know what I mean, stuff mm -hmm. crocked out? <laughs> I felt like that was my life, and I was able to, <laughs> I feel like I was able to uh, get, get the, uh, the black off of the lines and see what was filled in and see what was in between the lines. And um, that's really what it was, you know what I mean, that, that whole time, so... Uh, you know, also going to the Nightmare Factory, you know what I mean, to get to see Glacier. Like, that's my that's it, awesome. real life Sub-Zero. And then it was like, walked in and uh, see Ernest the Cat Miller. And it was like, oh my God, yo, that's the cat. Like, so um, the most amazing time was like, if I had been, like the business changed so much as far as like the training and like just the kids that's coming into the business now. And uh, it's crazy. I, I feel so old and saying kids, but I still feel like a kid. But the kids that's coming in, it's, they're a different breed. And I, I see why older guys in the business kind of like get mad at the new product. And it's not that they're like, they really hate, they're hating on it because they're bitter now, but like they're hating on it because it's a complete difference in the culture and they don't understand the culture. And this is like, they're not open to understanding the culture, let alone, you know what I mean? Be a part of it. So it's like, it's, but it's still wrestling. And that's why I think a lot of the older guys just bash it or whatever. But, um, it was a difference, and that's what I had to realize, but I think that's what was the blessing in the ankle injury because I had to be still for the first time, you know what I mean, in 36 years. And I think that's what God was trying to, you know what I mean, really show me. And um, the fact that I was able to just chill with, you know what I mean, Glacier and Ernest the Cat and just talk about wrestling was like, it let me know and it gave me more confidence. Like, where my head is mentally, I can speak with these guys. And it's like, a lot of people don't look at these certain things, and it's like, man, you're talking to these legends and it's like, if they you're speaking to them and they're vibing with what you're saying, you got to be on the right page because they made money in this mm -hmm. business and they they know what it takes to be successful. So if you, you know what I mean, speaking wrestling and they vibing with it, it's like, yeah, you're on the right page. And that's where it was like, just even in the injury, that was my confidence builders. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know how I was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to be uh, able to wrestle again or, or what. Because it was like really, really bad. Like, you know what I mean, I ruptured my Achilles. But like, I remember when... Um, when I first got hurt, I prayed to God and I said, uh, teach me what you need to teach me because as soon as I learn it, I know like, you know what I mean, my ankle will be healed. And it was like, that's literally how it happened. Wow. And it was like, uh, like mental health is real. Like we face a lot of things in life and it's just like, my, if you don't hear anything I say, dive deeper. You know what I mean? Dive deeper mentally because it's so much, it's the computer is made off of the human brain and it's like, they're adding memory every day. So it's like, how much can the brain actually stores? Because, like, we really don't. It's people that's not even, you know what I mean, using the full brain. And it's, like, it's so much that we can do. But it's, like, we got to take away the negativity out the mind and add a whole bunch of positive because negativity will fill up the brain in a way where you can't add anything else. It's like a corrupted, you know what I mean, hard drive. So it's, like, when you filled it with positivity, it's, like, man, do I got a one terabit brain? Do I got a two terabit? You know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. but it's, like, it's Sometimes infinite. zero. <laughs> yeah. It's infinite, you know? So it's, like. But you got to feed it the right things. And it's like, you know what I mean? Mind, body, and soul. Like, you get your mind right, then it's like you're able to take care of your body. And then it's like you get your soul. You know what I mean? So I feel like for me it was reversed. My soul was always right because I grew up in church and I, I knew the way. But 
my my mind got corrupted. You know what I mean? And it almost got corrupted to a point where it changed my heart, but it mm-hmm. never did. Like you know what I mean? I'm thankful for that. You so know? you had the fundamentals when you went there. Now you're learning the knowledge. Yeah. With these two legends, yeah, I remember yeah. watching WWE. But you know, even that, I think one of the great things is the fact that you were able to take something that a lot of people would look at as a negative. You hurt your ankle. Yeah. And channel something good out of that. Yep. Like use that time in a positive way rather yeah. than oh I'm hurt I can't yeah. believe it. Exactly. No, there's a reason for this, yeah. and you figured out what that was. That's yeah. I think the most important part. Yep. Yep. And it, exactly. And it's like a lot of people. You know, I mean. I mean, I could go through so many stories of things that might sound like super, super catastrophic. And it was like, oh, no, that's normal life. But like, um, hey, we got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, uh, that was what, you know what I mean? Like for me, like uh, my soul, you know what I mean? My soul won't let me die. And that's where it's like, it's much deeper. Like, yeah, I could be mentally messed up, but it's just like in my soul, I know like, and I got to be like, I've, I'm always been self-aware. And that's what people didn't ne- like, like never really recognized. Like, I'm always self-aware. I'm always in control of where I'm at. You know what I mean? But I can still be messed up while I'm still in control. I can be in control of mess. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think like, a lot of that, that's the difference between people who, who do it and people who don't. Right. You could have easily said, well, I'm hurt. I'm done. Nah. And then, oh, woe is me. Everybody's out to get me my life. But you didn't. And that's Good. if there's any takeaway for anybody listening, it's don't let that kind of stuff stop you. The fact yeah. that you were able to drill down and say, there's a reason for this, and I have to find it. Right. And then by the time I, it'll I'll be healed. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Right. Because I feel that's like it, powerful stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I really feel like in this point, in, where we at in life, where everybody at is in life right now, where like you know, what I mean, after the pandemic and how crazy the world is, it's really no excuses for anything at this right. point now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like every excuse somebody has right now, somebody had to do it that way. So it's like, who am I to make an excuse instead of like? And I'm not going to dwell on the problem. I need to find a solution. The problem is going to be there every day. You know what I mean? That's the, I look at that, that as right. the negative side, but it's like every day while I have these problems, I need to be finding solutions. You know what I mean? And it's like people just give up so easy, and it's like I got to question your will at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's the soul ties. Like how bad do you really want it? So thinking back to your conversations with some of those legends, you know, now the funny thing is when you say like Glacier or Ernest the Cat Miller, and then you start doing the math, like when they were really running wild on WCW, and I was a big WCW yeah. guy. And you go, that's a bunch of years ago. Yeah. And now what were some of what were some of the nuggets? What are the first things that come to your mind that you thought, you know what, they're really on to something? See, it was like I feel like at the time it was mainly me talking wrestling. Like right. uh I they wasn't really talking wrestling. Like they're like just super cool. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. Glacier, we was talking about movies because he does movies and stuff like that. So I was trying to while I was in Atlanta, I was like and I was like wasn't wrestling, I was like, maybe I could do the do the movie stuff or whatever. So we was, I was always talking about that. Like, um, Ernest the Cat, I'm like, yo, bro, I know you was around Bruce Lee, man. Tell me some of those Bruce Lee <laughs> <Right>. stories. <laughs> That's awesome. Forget wrestling. I know you're successful right. at that, but bro, who was Bruce Lee like? You know what I mean? So like, I was a, I was a kid, but it was like, and it's like sometimes, uh, this like wrestling is weird. So it's like sometimes you don't always want to talk to wrestlers about wrestling right. too. So it was like I wanted to show them that I was personable and like I'm. Well, we just got to talk about wrestling, like you know what I mean, like, and also I let them know that I knew a lot about them. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I'm a fan because I seen you on TV. You're a TV star, you know what I mean? It was like, no, I know Do a lot about you. Do you remember that time that you came out and the ice <laughs> right. was going? Right. Yeah. yeah, I remember Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Yeah. I watched that for five seconds, then it flipped the channel. Yeah, like Glacier is my real life uh, uh, Sub Zero, but I would never tell him that. You know what I mean? Like I would never tell him that. Like almost, I'm over here standing with Sub Zero. Yeah. Like I remember, like you know, because I've been at AEW a couple of times, and I remember I was at the very, very first show, and uh, when like it, the show wrapped up, like Goldust gave me, I was the first person he gave a hug. Like yo, we did it, man. I'm like yo, I just brought the merch to the back, but like he really made me feel like yo, you know what, we did it, bro. And like I remember. Uh, Classy Max Sterling was there, and I turned to him, and I was like, bro, that's gold dust, man. He's he like, just hugged it's, me. It's Dustin. It's Dustin. I was like, no, bro, that's gold dust. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, like, I'm a mark, but it's just like, I know not to be a mark, you know? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, and I know they get all the wrestling questions all the time. I just want to, like, you know what I mean? I'd rather talk to them about a lot of stuff. Like, when I met Kazarian in 2013 at the ROH camp, like, I knew he was a bass player. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm a drummer. You know what I mean? So we was talking about, you know what I mean? Cool. Yeah, we was like, he first, he was like, the dollar signs on my my wrist tape was what he asked about. And then that's like, it transitioned to like music and stuff like that. So like, and I mean, I was always, I just don't, I like, 
I'm much deeper than what people think, you know? And it's just like, if they want to think I'm shallow, you know? I, like, I always think about the the line in uh, Rush Hour when Jackie Chan first came from Japan and, like, Chris Tucker thought he couldn't speak English. And it's like, I allow people to assume. And that's what right. I've always done all this time. And it's like, people don't ever realize that. Like, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know what I mean? And I know how you think about me. So I allow you to assume I'm that. I allow you to assume I'm dumb because I'm black or whatever. I allow you to assume that. But it's like... You'll be the fool, you know what I mean? If you if you keep believing that, so yeah, it's just a lot, you know, like, like so many details. But it's like it's so much. Like, well, so what's the timeline? Then you come in the first day, you hurt yourself. How long does it take to get healed? And then what's the wrestling? You know, what what went on after that? Uh, so like I've I'm not like I've been hurt before. I can't say I've ever been injured. You know, like a real injury. So right. I, I want to say this was like my first injury. So the trippy part of it was like uh. I, uh, when I, like, actually was healing, my girl would always say, like, you're an athlete. Like, you should be healed by, by now. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, it still hurts. Because, like, when the pain stopped and then it was still tender, this, the tenderness still registered as pain. You right. know? So, um, I was like, nah. But, like, she just kept saying this. I was like, you know what? Like, sometimes you got to listen when people say stuff. Like, you keep hearing it. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, let me try it. Like, so I got this ankle brace. It was, like, big. She, like, uh, she, I gave her the money. She ordered it for me and, and shipped it to Atlanta. But it was, like, big and bulky. And I was like, man, I don't want to wear this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I always look at Steph Curry when, like, he wears his basketball shoes and you see those big ankle. Yeah. But he had ankle issues when he first came into the league. So I'm like, man, I don't want to wear that. Like, so uh, I, I wore it one time and I went to train and I didn't like it. Man, and I didn't really play around with it to, like, tweak it and tighten it. Like, I probably tied it too tight and it was just uncomfortable. Um, but, like, when she said that, like, she kept saying it every time I talked to her and it was like, you know what? She right. Let me go check this out. Let me take the time and be patient and like really play around with this brace and see where the the, the sweet spot was. And um, after that, it was like, yeah, I was uh, I'm like, oh, I can wrestle. Like it does feel good. It's it's not pain. And um, uh, so I remember I had to come uh move back to Jersey because my daughter, you know, what I mean, thinks she's grown. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm coming back. Daddy's coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I came back, and I remember I drove to Atlanta. I uh, drove my car there. So on the way back, uh, shout out to uh, Wildman Congo, um, my big brother. Uh, he was in Tennessee and at uh, TWE, him and uh, Uncle Bob. So uh, he was like, I'm, I'm on the way up there. Like, they don't have nobody for me to wrestle. I'm going to see if I can get you on or whatever. And I was like, bro, I don't even care about getting paid. I just want to, you know what I mean? I just want to wrestle. So he was like, all right. And um. He was like, yo, we definitely coming or whatever. I was like, all right, bet. So, like, I was like, this is, I'm going home now. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, Tennessee was two hours on the way going home. So, like, uh, I booked the hotel, right? <laughs> I booked the hotel, went to the show, and uh, I got a chance to see, shout out to Casey. I don't know if he's listening to this, but shout out to my little brother Casey. He's from South Carolina, a very phenomenal wrestler up and coming right now. Um, I met him in the Monster Factory. We did the kids' camps a couple of years, and uh, um, I met him, and he just became my little brother, and then, like, uh, I don't want to tell too much of his business, but um, he came two years straight. And then, like, the next time I heard from him after that, he was losing his father. Mm. And, uh, like, that's just always been my brother ever since then, you know. And um, I was like, I didn't, he got a new number, and I didn't know if I could, like, text him. And I was like, I, it was just so much going on, like, me trying to pack and get money to come home and whatever. So I was like, man, I hope he's in Tennessee because I know he was saying he was in Tennessee. So I was like, uh, when, I were, when I got pulled up, I parked, and I got my bag out. He was the first person I seen, and I went and gave him a big hug. And I was like, yo, I was trying to hit you up, man. I'm sorry. But I'm like, I'm so happy he was here, like, because I got a chance to see him. And he told me he was training there and everything. And then uh, I wrestled the match with Congo, and it was an amazing match. And then I got a chance to watch it back on IWTV, and I watched it, and I just felt like I was cosplaying myself. And it was like, oh, my God. And I literally made one off movement. Like, if you watch the match, you won't even see the off movement. But me, I, was, I know, and it was like, ah, that's not me. And that, that one little movement was, like, what made me feel like I was cosplaying myself. Like, I'm super hard on myself, you know what I mean? And um, so I wrestled that match, and then the next match I had was uh, the 2300 Monster Factory show. And uh, I was supposed to have a match with Twitch, and then uh, I was supposed to have a spot with D'Lo Brown, but his back got hurt. Uh, I'm a mark, you know what I mean? That's my right, favorite wrestler. Right. So I was like, oh, yo, you want to have this spot in the battle royal with D'Lo Brown? I'm like, yeah, I do not want to wrestle Twitch now. I'd rather have that. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> Sorry, Twitch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, we were supposed to get, like, a sky-high spot, but it never worked out. But, like, uh, I'm a mark. <laughs> <laughs> you but, got uh, people pretty high, too, with your sky-high, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I told, like, <laughs> D'Lo Brown probably hates me now, but I told him that day, like, you know <laughs> 
like in 2013, 2014, when he came around, I asked him for his blessing of the Sky High and gave me permission to use it. So I tell everybody I'm the only authorized user of the Sky High. It's D'Lo Brown and then it's me, you know? So uh, because I felt like I, I did it the right way. I asked for respe- out of respect, you know what right. I mean? Like I could have just did it and like whatever. But like I needed that validation. Like, yo, the, the GOAT, the guru of this move right. said I could use right. it. So he gave me his blessing and it's like, you know, you see, and I've been killing people with this you move. Have. So now it's like, you know what, D-Lo, bro? My sky high is better than yours, bro. Like, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like it's better than yours, bro. So, uh, yeah, that was my first words when I seen him at the 2300. I'm like, bro, he probably hates me now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> How was it wrestling in that famous arena? Well, you know, I wrestled there three times before right. this, so it was normal for me. Like, it was more, like, I was more happy to see everybody else be happy because I'm like, man, I've been here, done this. Like, I'm, I'm, with Kurt Angle and ECW guys, like right. I, you know what I mean. Like, could you feel put the, me on the wall in the side? Right, right. Could you bathroom. feel the stress of that night? No. Well, yes, I could feel it because before I got there, I got I was supposed to be there earlier. I got there super super late. Um, like, couldn't wash my car right. Nothing. Like, nothing mm. was right. Like, the stuff on the windows was bad. It was crazy. Right. Damage Radio. Who's on the line? Hi, this is Ray Raddick. How are you? Ray, how's it going? Yeah. How's it going? Good. How's the show going, you guys? It's going great. We have a uh, independent professional wrestler, Royal Money, in the house, talking about his tra- uh, travels from Atlanta back to Camden, and just trying to, you know, do what you do, just try- trying to make it in the business. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, I would say, what's one of the challenges that you face? You know, flying from each state, and then knowing that you still have to deliver an amazing performance, regardless of how tired you are, or um, you know how traveling conditions can really weigh on you um well like the the traveling is not the hard part like actually that's like fun for me um i feel like i traveled worse when i was a kid because my dad was a gangster and he was locked up all the time so like traveling to go see your dad for like five minutes behind a <laughs> plexiglass is like really the worst travel you could do and my mom didn't have license so we would you know what i mean we would ride the bus so it would be the longest ride ever so traveling is like actually the fun part you know, and um, mm-hmm. and like for me, like like I'm never tired. Like I'm always, I feel like I'm always on reserve. Like a lot of people don't know. Like I, I have ADHD or whatever. So like when you see Royal Money, you're seeing him in full ADHD mode, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the HD, you're seeing the HD part. So like uh, when it's when I'm even when I'm tired, I've always I always have that uh that switch where it's just like nah, it's showtime because like it's a disservice to the people who pay tickets to see me. And I'm wrestling like I'm tired, you know? So, like, I never try to... Uh, I'm always trying to give performance first, and, like, I can go home and go to sleep later. You know what I mean? But, like, even after I wrestle, like, I still be on the high where it's like, yo, where are we going? What's up? Like, I'm still ready to do stuff. And then it's like the next day I'll probably be tired. But, um, yeah, the traveling is not, you know, like, the hard... The, the, you know what I mean? The hard part. Like, a lot of people say it's hard. I'm like, nah, I love going on a plane. I love going through TSA. I love, you know what I mean? Oh, the dogs, you might, I might have some stuff in my bag. Like, go ahead, sniff it, dog. Like, you know what I mean? I love all that, you know? Like, like what does this airport, how is this airport different? So, like, I'm a big kid, so that's all fun to me. But, like, when I feel like the only time I'm an adult, I'm a, I'm an adult is when it's time to perform because I got to turn up and I got to be responsible for the guy that I'm in the ring with and protecting his life and making sure we're putting on a good match for these people and these people are getting the money worth. So, that's where, like, when it's time to uh, really, like, go out into the curtain, that's when the nerves start. And that's what, like, you know what I mean, I like the most because it's like, I still love this because, like, I'm nervous about it. So yeah. um, it's when uh, I'm getting ready to go through the curtain is when I'm the most nervous. I love that. Thank you for continuing to give 110%. <laughs> You're welcome. Speaking of about giving 110%, Ray, shout out your show that's coming up this weekend. Thank you. I'm very excited. I'm in Nashville right now. Okay. I'm at a show tonight, and then I'm flying at 6 a.m. tomorrow back to Pennsylvania to make my show at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to have a crazy 24 hours, but thank you for shouting out. So that's Sellersville Theater, right? Tomorrow, yeah. Correct. The very famous Sellersville Theater. I'm partnering with Matt Dorsey 
who I believe was on your show a couple months ago. So two people who you know. Yep. So look, everybody that's listening within the sound of my voice, which is everybody, go to st94.com. That's the Sellersville Theater website. Get your tickets. Go to that show. It's going to be fantastic. If you've never been to the Sellersville Theater for a show, you got to go. Go across the, the right down the street to the uh, Washington House. Get one of their micro brew beers. If they have the uh, pork, little like pork uh, tortellini thing, get one of those too and have one for me. And if you've never heard of Ray Raddick or her music, <laughs> you guys are missing out. So definitely check her out, guys. I'm definitely going to have to check her out. Yeah. Like, definitely. That's exciting. Oh, hey, hey, Ray, uh, um, uh, uh, eat well when you're at the airport. That's, that's a part of the sleepiness. You got to eat the right things. And that Nashville, that, that Nashville airport, I'll tell you, there's music <laughs> right till the le- you leave the the gate. There's somebody playing. Like mm-hmm. if you walk into the little uh, the little delis or whatever, mm-hmm. there's somebody playing. Yeah, you know, you can drink right up to. There's a um, oh shoot, now I can't think. There's a there's a really cool shop right inside the gate in the Nashville airport that sells all kind of cool merch, and they have Mickey Dolan's signed stuff wow. from the Monkees, mm-hmm. and they have all kind of. I think it says Eat Sleep you know, uh, rock kind of thing, all that kind of merch. So if you go through that airport and, and I could jump off the roof because I can't think of the name of it. It was really cool. I have a, speaking of Nashville, I have a cousin who's a very a phenomenal guitarist. Um, he would get a, a, a back-to-back flight the same day and just go to Nashville Ooh. and just play out there on the street and then come back home. Wow. Yeah, There's like. people playing guitar <laughs> in the McDonald's in Nashville. <laughs> Ray, where, where's your show in Nashville, Ray? Tonight my show is at the stage on Broadway. Oh, nice! Oh, that's good. That's fantastic. That yeah. that that Broadway area that is wild. Yeah. It's you know what's really cool though is like it's never not busy. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of New York City. There's always people around. Too busy. People bumping into you. Look, I just want a beer. Right. <laughs> now, Royal. I love it. Ray loves movie quotes. Okay. Do you have a movie quote you can throw at her and put her right on the spot right now on AmancaRadio.com? Movie quote, movie quote, movie quote. Don't touch my drum set. Step <laughs> brother. Yes. Oh, oh. Got it. oh man. <laughs> on the spot. Did we just become best friends? I was watching Cop. That's my That's favorite awesome, part. Man. That's my favorite man, part. Right on point, too. Man. I got more protective of my drum set because of that movie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. And you got it. Do you have a new single coming out too? That's, yeah. So I've got a new single coming out on Friday. So everyone who's coming to the show tomorrow night, I'm premiering my song live. So that'll be the first time I premiere it and play it. And then you can uh, go on Spotify at midnight. That's when it drops. That's awesome. I'm so look, everybody that's tuned in now, you heard it here first. You got to go. Yep, right here, live right on Damage here. Radio. Boom. Definitely. Definitely. And if you guys know anybody, we definitely need some hands to help me with my merch table and, you know, setting up the stage. So if you or anybody you know is interested, tell them to hit me up on Instagram because the more hands, the merrier when it comes to setting up and breaking down. <laughs> there you go. Definitely. And you get to hear Ray Raddick for free. Play while you help her out. So, exactly. I mean, you, you can't beat that. <laughs> All right, we can't wait to get you back here on Damage Radio, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll hear from you real soon and get you back up here. Definitely. You guys are so much fun. I love everything that you do. I love being on the show, and I look forward to seeing you again in the future. Awesome. You know, before you leave Nashville, go over to a place called Wine Down Nashville. Tiny little place. Sits, seats about 50. Get yourself some wine and ask Amy if they have the chicken salad croissants. Okay? okay. <laughs> that sounds so good right now. Is that specific? That sounds so good right now. Wine down Nashville. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Appreciate you hearing from you. That's fun. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was on here a couple weeks ago singing, okay. super talented, played, yeah. played, sang live in the studio, Dynamite. Uh-huh. And Sellersville Theater is only about 40 minutes from here. You figure okay. Sellersville kind of the backyard, which right. is why I knew to hype that up because that's kind of our neck of the woods. Yeah, if yeah. you've never been to the Sellersville Theater, place is gorgeous. I mean, really, I, it's, you know, if, as far as especially around here, Definitely. you know, it's like you don't got to go to the, the city. You're getting some main kind of entertainment down there here in the suburbs. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, 
work working you know to try to get to where you need to get to like for instance she's a testament to that you are too like yeah. she's in tennis right 10 tennis feet right now she has to go you know get on here yeah and play tomorrow night yeah. and then she has another single shot like that's that's hustle yeah definitely it's a grind. That's man. funny like, though to hear you see you like going through TSA and all that. I, I mean, know. that's the biggest drag. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's that funny, that's the only thing. It's like, you know, then you got to take off your belt and you yeah, take yeah. it off your <laughs> shoes. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. You yeah. think with all the technology that exists, do I really got to take my shoes off right, every right, time? Yeah. You know, come on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it brings me back to when we interviewed X Pac. Got nothing to hide <laughs> anymore. <laughs> right, right. No, it's weird, man. Like, that's the one thing, like, you know, that you figure you got, they always make you, your belt and your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> What's up with that? Right? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hurricane. What's up with that? <laughs> now they don't have canine dogs anymore. They got like poodles. It's like all types of yeah. dogs now. I'm like, I have some pictures in my phone. It's like all the way up. But I'm like, yo, this is it's no, well, no way this dog is smelling anything. Right. <laughs> like, he was just walking in between everybody. I'm like, yo, look at this dog. It's not even a canine. Right. <laughs> now, I got to ask, man. AEW Dark. Yeah. We're watching it. I like, I see you on there. I see I am money, the video. Yeah. And then your logo, yeah. the white shirt coming out, yeah, yeah. glasses looking you, like, yeah. don't mess with me. And then I text Matt the picture. He's like, "Oh my god, he's on AEW Dark." <laughs> yeah. And like, I just talk about that feeling. No, reversing uh, the guns. Uh, so I actually had two matches. The world didn't get a chance to see one. You know what I mean? Because of that's some, our loss. Some, yeah. yeah, because of such uh, some situations. Um, but like, we got a chance to wrestle Team Taz, and it was like Ooh. amazing. And it was like, uh, it was an amazing match. And it was like. Uh, when I that day, um, all my training paid off because like I was so nervous, and I'm like, man, I gotta remember all these spots. And like, what do I do? And I remember like uh, I had a spot. The first day was with Brian Cage. Like my spot was with Brian Cage or whatever. Shout out to Brian Cage, such a cool dude. Um, so like I was forgetting stuff, and uh, <laughs> like I never told nobody this story. Right? Another another exclusive right here <laughs> right? on Damage. So I was forgetting the match, and I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? Circle, circle, circle. I don't even know. Because it was just like, you know what I mean? Like, right. the nerves. Like, so, I just instinctively knew, like, let me go back and talk to him. Let me not go say, like, I forgot. What are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? And I was all like. <laughs> the same TSA. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm confused. <laughs> right, right, bro. Um, I was like, uh, so the first time I went to him, I was like, uh, I just want to call the match to you or whatever. And I started calling it. And then, like, I start, I was, like, pausing. And I'm like. He picked up, like, yeah, you do this and do that. I'm like, oh, bet. All right, so I'm like, let me go back now and, like, uh, start calling it. Now I'm f getting further and further. So, like, the third time I went uh, and I'm like, he was talking to Sonny Kiss. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to be ignorant and be like, hey, uh, I just want to call the match again. Excuse me, I want to call the match yeah. again. I'm like, let me wait them, let them get done, right? <laughs> so, like, I talk for, like, 50 minutes. And what? I'm like, yo, Sonny Kiss can really talk. So I'm You're pacing like, back and forth. <laughs> I'm just blaming it on Sonny Kiss because, nice. like, Brian Cage was already standing there. I'm like, yeah. man, Sonny Kiss can really talk, man. <laughs> and uh, so uh, they finally get uh, done talking or whatever, and I go to him, and, I, like, you know, I'm like, I just want to call the match again. Now I'm getting further. Now I remember the whole thing. I remember it like it's a song. You know what I mean? I remember the spot. So uh, we get in the match, and it's like it was just, like, an amazing time, and it felt like I belonged. You know what I mean? It was like. I was me. I was royal money. Like, it was like, I wish the world could have seen that one. But, you know, everything's happened for a reason or whatever. And uh, because, like, you know I mean? Things kind of happened wonky. That match never aired. And then that was kind of like my first interview. And I did well in my first interview. So, like, the match you see with the guns, that was actually my second match there. So, uh, when I had that match, I knew just, like, the way it was going. I was like, oh, I'm not getting that much in this match or whatever. So, I was like, yeah. Uh, you got to go, you got to think like, oh, make whatever you do, make it count or whatever. So uh, all I had was like one punch and uh, a uh, face bump. And then I was like, just taking moves or whatever. Well, I just had one punch. That was my only offense was the one punch. And I made the punch look good. And then it was like, he was ducking one. So I looked like I, I really swung because I was trying to take his head off. Right. And it was like, if he didn't duck, oh, well, it's on him. You know? <laughs> 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 night, night. <laughs> right, right. So uh, I remember... After he ducked that, he came, he sw sw uh, swung, swung around me, and, like, I took a uh, took a face bump or whatever, and I sold to the corner. And now I'm in the corner, I'm selling, and it's like, Billy Gunn is like, oh, you're doing good, kid. And I'm like, what? Like, And I'm like... Really? Like, yeah. So I'm like, he, like, he, he like, loved the face bump and everything or whatever. And he's like, you're doing good, kid. Good selling or whatever. So I want to be like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's like, I had to keep my composure because I was still in the match, but it's like... 
you know, we got through everything. And uh, I just posted a picture like a couple of weeks ago where you see them like dunking on me. Like, yeah. I didn't even know that was happening, but it was like just being a, you know what I mean, student of the business. Like, you know, just keep selling like goofy sell. Like, you know what I mean? You just got to keep being a part. And that's what like he was really praising me for. And then um, uh, it's just so amazing to see Colton Gun now because like that day was like probably like his third or fourth match. And like he like if you see the match, he gave me two two moves and he was like nervous to give me those moves. And like, like I said, I've been to AEW a couple of times, but I was always nervous to talk to Billy Gunn. It's like, that's Billy Gunn, DX Billy Gunn. Yeah. You know I mean? So I just try to avoid him. Like, man, I don't know. And he's like huge. That's yeah. a big he's dude. He's huge. Yeah. Like, yo. Even I was yeah. nervous <laughs> after, after we interviewed him and he yeah. put me down. Got the he's, long hair. Grow your hair out, man. Grow your hair out. Just get, get a tan. Clothes. No, you look relaxed. like such a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he was totally ripping on our yeah. And Bart going, this fist bigger than my head. His fist yeah. is the size and, of a And he kept on going like this. Right. And I was like, uh, okay, I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> so, uh, like, I never, you know what I mean, approached him because I just didn't, you know, like, at the time, the first show, I'm like, it's a lot going on. It's the first show. And then the next time I was there, I'm like, I just still like, like a lot going on. So, I just never approached him. So, like, that was my time to really show him. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, nah, chill. I got him. We're going we gonna, we gonna to be good or whatever. And I talked to him. I'm like, bro, I'm going to jump for you. Those moves is easy, bro. Like, I'm going to jump for you. And, like, we got through it. And then, like, it was like a promo. And then uh, you see Billy Gunn standing over me. And it looks like he was, you know what I mean, jaw jacking me. But he wasn't. Like, he was literally saying, like, yo, you did really, really well. And I'm like, thank you, sir. And I was like... Uh, shout out to uh, Wild Bill, Bilvis Wesley. He was Bilvis Wesley in ECW. He was one of my trainers at the Monster Factory. He would always say that uh, you got to learn how to love to look, lay on your back and look at the lights in this business. Mm. And um, that was literally the first time I understood what he meant. Because after he gave me, you know what I mean, my flowers, he told me I did well. I was just laying there still selling. I'm looking up at the lights just, you know what I mean, all across the arena. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, and... um. Yeah, it's just like that was a confidence builder, you know, and like, you know, then that was, you know, I mean, going to Atlanta, but, you know, everything happens the way it's supposed to, but it was like still, you know, I mean, after the injury was still some stuff that I needed to do, you know, I mean, that was like coming back home for my daughter and everything. So um, now I'm completely, completely 100% healed. And um, see, that's nice that when you have a veteran like that, somebody who really has been to the top, yeah. who will give you some compliments, yeah. who doesn't just go, oh, here's one more guy, right, right. you know, right. that's nice to hear. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got a hug the first time, yeah. and then you got a good job kiss <laughs> right, the third right. time. Yeah, Hopefully, nice. you know, yeah, yeah. Right. get a TV spot. Yeah. So, like, uh, I remember when, um, before I knew I had that match with the guns, um, we, uh, like, they the first day we came in, they had all the matches written down on this board already. And then the second day, they just had the matches for, uh, they did, like, a pre-tape of a, of a show, you know what I mean, for the next week. And uh, so they had those matches already written down on this board, but they didn't have none of the dark matches. So I'm like, man, like these guys messed up my opportunity. I'm not, uh. getting, another, I'm not getting another match, right? <laughs> so uh, I feel like that time, it was like so many things that happened. Like I feel like uh, my faith got tested, you know? And um, Ref Aubrey was writing the names, like filling in all the matches, like going down. It was like 13 lines, right? Jeez. She got down to the last line. She wrote the first team. And then, like, she started writing names. And I just turned away, like, uh, I'm not getting another match. And I turned away. And then I remember Max was like, hey, Roy, you got a match. And I was turned around. That was the last name she wrote. Oh, oh, and it was man. just like, man, like, like you know, I, I had to apologize to God at that point. Like, bro, I'm sorry for losing faith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you get the voicemail? <laughs> yo, like, yo. Guys, I'm not here right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yo. <laughs> So I'm like, Leave man, I, 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 name with the beep. Yeah, I honestly didn't even have faith, like not even the size of a mustard seed. So it was like really <laughs> bad. Like it was like bad, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> but then it was like uh, another thing. I was really mad at my girlfriend because like she was like, no, oh my god, it's Florida. Like you don't need a jacket. So like Jacksonville <laughs> is Jacksonville. Like it was it cold. cold. Like it, yo, it was cold in Jacksonville. Like I had this hoodie and I had another like track like running hoodie like real thin that i was doubling up this and that but i was still cold they had the heaters out there like you can blow like your hot <laughs> breath like you know what i mean it was that cold and then the first day i'm walking in with cody and it's like a tsunami rain oh, cody's sh- like already in the you know how cody is yeah. in the tank top you know what i mean muscles out and stuff right. i'm all dressed up because it's my first day here like you can see my nipples <laughs> through the shirt i was so wet like i was so wet like like and i'm like I don't want to go change clothes and put some dry clothes on because it's like, I don't want to look like I came here dressed like this. So right. I literally shook everybody's hand, 
drenched. Yeah. <laughs> drenched. With, like, with your nipple showing through the white shirt. With my nipple yeah. showing through the shirt. And I had designs on the shirt. Like, okay. And it was like, you still see my nipples. It was like yeah. a wet t-shirt contest. Like, I, I didn't win though, but like, <laughs> and um, like, but I got commended for like, actually, you know what I mean? Hold my composure that soaked. Cause like, I literally was there until I dried. Like, everything was dry. Like, and it was like, that's how long I was there. And then like, you know, uh, it was, but it was an amazing time. Like my money got lost in direct deposit yeah. wherever that get lost at. But like the catering was amazing. I'm like, yo, this catering is fire. Like, right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like I, you know, like I really had an amazing time at AEW when I was there. Like every time I was there was an amazing time. And you know, you sometimes you see people like posting horror stories about their stuff was there, but like. I honestly really be like they cap, they cap and they lying like or they just a bad person because like yo everybody was cool everybody nobody was like ignorant like everybody was happy everybody was like yo this is amazing and like I had an amazing time there Tony Khan's cool like bro I had an amazing time there like I really had an amazing time there and that's like you know what I mean my desire to be back because it's like I want to I want to face some guys there like you know like I, I know I can hang and it's like I really gotta I want to test myself right you know like let's talk about the comeback man right yeah. now May six May six yeah you, you get a chance super crazy you get a chance at the heavyweight title yeah against like, Tony yeah like, I mean yeah. talk about that um <clears throat> yeah just we, I've been tagging with uh uh Sam Samuel Falsey shout out to my you know what I mean my, my my young bro um and then it's like I like well you know like. I haven't been at the factory, so it was like when I came back, I was just looking. Like, I've outgrown the factory. Like, everybody thinks that, like, it's a beef between me and the factory or beef between me and Dan. It's like, it's all love. Like, and it's like, it's so much uh, BS that happens in the world when people, like, not around. Like, and it's like, just because I'm not around don't mean that, like, I'm, I'm talking behind or kicking somebody's back in or whatever the case may be. And it's like, I'm always been 100% honest. I'm like, yo, if I ain't come holler at you, I don't got no issue with you. Like, my story has always been the same, but, like, my name is always in so much stuff or whatever. Like, I literally live rent-free in people's mind. Like, <laughs> and this is like, I, uh, like, I, one of my, well, shout-out to OTN. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't even shout them out. Like, but shout-out to the to the camp OTN. Um, like, it's a lot of OGs that's not even in wrestling, but it's just, like, just OGs that's, like, helping us out with life and growing as men. Um, and they always say, like, yo, you're, uh, you're hated by the, the things that people loved you for. And it's just like, it's really, that's the truth. Like, and it's like, nobody in that school could say like, yo, Royal did that joint at one time and that joint was really, really messed up. Like in nine years, nobody can ever say that. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I just don't understand why I be in the most conversation when like, I literally be home smoking weed, playing Call of Duty. <laughs> like literally, like, <laughs> like, and then Modern Warfare 2 just came out. So it's just like, like literally Call of Duty saved my life during the pandemic because like when the, when the world was locked down, the city wasn't right. And like a lot of my friends was getting picked off and I'm like, yo, I was literally in the house playing call of duty. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like it saved my life. So like when people would like be playing, like I cut promos, like, yo, I really love call of duty. Like it's really real. Like I really love call of duty. Like call of duty. <laughs> like if you listening, Activision, like y'all really should sponsor me because yeah. I really, really love y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Character. Yeah, <laughs> like I, yo, like they got finisher moves. Like, yo, I need to be on that. Like the first wrestler on Call of Duty <laughs> and my finisher is the sky high. There and then go. I'm throwing them yeah. up and I'm shooting them. Oh. Yo, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm already ready. Call of Duty, I'm ready. But like, yeah, like so. Do they um, have where you can create your own character? You can make it look like you doing that move? I need to, right? Yeah, should, <laughs> man. And do a Twitch. Yeah. Do a Twitch TV show. Well, so yeah. circle that back around, though. So you got a match this weekend? Yeah, yeah, Where's yeah. it at? Give everybody all um, the details. Uh, let me get the address. It's in Gloucester, Gloucester City. Gloucester City, yeah. Uh, it's a company called Super Crazy. It's a really amazing company. It got a lot of young, hungry talent there. See if you like, can pull up the website so people know where to buy a ticket. And some MFPW yeah, guys could be there. Right. Bobby Buffet will be there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oliver, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Bobby Buffet. They like. Uh, wait, I don't know. They got two shows that day. I don't know if Bobby's at the, that the super crazy show. I know he's on uh, a show in the afternoon. But when you're looking at, uh, I remember when uh, we did the, we did the uh, documentary. Matt and I went yeah, up right. and uh, we're we're doing our squats. You know, you you come in right away. You're like, this is what's going to happen today. You go into royal <laughs> money mode. You're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna work them out. Like they're gonna hate me by the end of the day. And I remember right. you. Uh, Doing that thing, we put me in the headlock and you flip me over to the ground. I you did that at least, over. Yeah. yeah, takeover. You did at least ten takeovers on me. And you're like, dude, 
lay on your back. I was like, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing the best I can. And that was like, I think we got enough footage. RC needs to walk tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, right, think, right, right. I think we have enough stuff because he's going to be dead. Yeah, and I need to ride home. <laughs> I literally have no service here. walking. Yeah. But I remember that. That was so much fun. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I've And I called you out like, in the promo, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I trained super hard at, you know what I mean, the Monster Factory when I was coming up. And it's like, I want people to... I'm not saying they got to train that hard, you know what I mean? Because like a lot of this stuff is like was like super super hard. It was like, man, I think they're like hazing us. <laughs> right. It made us the wrestlers that we are yeah. today. Like you know what I mean? You see LSG killing it. You know what I mean? You see even Getty before he retired, he was killing it. You know what I mean? He got into the hardcore stuff, but like I'm like, dang, you really taking light tubes, bro? He's like, yeah, man, I just wanted to try. I was like, yeah, yeah. I can't be mad at that. Yeah, but like, right. The guys that was there, like, you know what I mean? You see Matt Riddle. You see Damian Priest on TV. You know what I mean? You see Steve Macklin. You know what I mean? Shout out to Steve Macklin. Yeah. He's the, you know what I mean, Impact Heavyweight Champion. Like, like all those guys was there. You know what I mean? Like, Macklin was, like, one, the start. You know what I mean? He was, like, one of the first students. You know what I mean? With Shaheem and Cruz and all those guys and Mike Burke. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mike Burke. Uh, Mike Burke, you know, like, he uh, went to Full Sail and graduated. Yeah. And he's, like, you know what I mean, producing stuff and now. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, like, a lot of stuff spin off from wrestling, too. Like, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I got the address right here for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, because I have no service here. 827 Jersey Avenue, Gloucester yep. City, New Jersey, 08030. Uh, tickets to 20, 20 for adults, $5 for kids. Yeah. All right, then, what's uh, the name of the building? Uh, it's uh, it's um because everybody out there that's Pine listening. Grove Civic Association. Yeah. Look, yep. now you know where to go. Yeah. And that's it's Saturday night. Inter- yep. Right? Yep. So now you got your yep. Saturday night planned Well, out. no, it's Saturday during the There's day. Two shows. Saturday yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah, and it's another company that's running there at night. That's another show well, at there night. there you go. But, yeah, yeah. So the everybody day. out there that's listening, if you want to see Royal yeah. Money and get his autograph and a selfie, yeah. you got to find that place, right? Definitely. RC just gave out the info. It's called Inner Demons. And yeah. You know, in order for you to win, the inner demons have got to come out. That dude's a tall guy. He's like, what, six, seven, six, eight? See, like, and it's so funny because, like, I know that's like the stigma in wrestling. Like, like, you know, bigger guys, bigger guys, bigger guys. But it's like, in the real world situation, six, five means nothing. Right. You know what I mean? He's going to feel that sky high. Yeah, like, it means nothing. Like, and that's where it's just like, I get it. Like, it looks intimidating, but it's like, yo, like, come on the street. And like, you know what I mean? Let's really throw hands (laughs) and see if like that's six, five, because like, Somebody get punched in the mouth, 6'5", like 6'5", is not going to save you from, like, your jaw hurting. You know what I mean? It's like right. people always say, like, that how it matters. Like, but it's so many, like, uh, I've always did, like, Samba and Krav Maga when I was a kid because my grandfather was in the Army, and I never knew it, like, until he passed away. But I, he would always make me do all this weird stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you could break people down. Like, 6'5 don't mean anything. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, I laugh at guys. Like, I'm 6'5". Like, okay, bro, I'm 5'8". What's up? Like, see me in the middle of the street. But, like, like you could be 6'5 and have no heart, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, I remember watching you at uh, Triple WA and your, your promo. You said, I love coming up here. You got Confederate flags. You got, yeah. got all this stuff around yeah. me. It's, it's, I love this kind of crowd. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't believe in racism. I'm on my little wing stuff. Like, I don't believe in it. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, every there's people that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody has a right to... We just got too far in this world where everybody has a say so where it's like, bro, I don't care, bro. You're not bothering me. Like, if you don't like me, go like not like me over there. That's fine. Like, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? But it's like, Amen. I don't Amen care. It's like, one. you know yep. what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter, but it's like we allow, you know what I mean, social media too, but it's like people we used to always say as a kid, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words it never hurt me. And it's like, yo, nobody is getting hit with sticks and stones nope. anymore. They get hit with words and they hurt. And it's like, yo, what? It doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Definitely. Yo, so. Right on. My third match, my third or fourth match when I came back, like, literally, like, I wrestled in Trump country. Like, you seen the stores, everything. Like, and it was like, oh, I'm ready for this. Like, you know what I mean? And I I felt like I was at hog wild because it was like a a, a biker joint, right? Like, like, I'm a mark. So I was like, yo, this is hog wild right now, right? So. So, like, I could have went into it thinking, like, oh, these people are not going to like me because of my skin color. But it was like, nah, I'm still a performer. You know what I mean? So it was like, I went out there and I just did me and I performed. Like, I wasn't thinking about racism. I wasn't thinking about my skin color. I wasn't thinking about nothing. I was thinking about me wrestling and performing. And you know what? The people that I thought probably would have hated me because the way the town looked in when I walked in, they was actually the ones that loved me the most. Yeah, and awesome. now I'm, I, I mean, like, just like, it's like it was at the Quaker town. Like, yeah. I didn't care about that. I'm still going to walk around. I'm still rolling money. Like, you know what I mean? And like, People know who they can pick with when they want to pick on somebody. And they can look at me and know, like, 
No, nah, I'm not going to mess with him. Right. Well, like, Q-Mart, when you go to the Q-Mart up in Quakertown, that's the greatest place ever. The I Q-Mart, love that. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Remember the Pensacola Mart? Pensacola Mart. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was mine. So, like, I, I'm so mad I don't have this. Because right. I was, you know what I mean? Me being at the training at the factory, but the first time I ever got to go to an ECW show, the Pensacola Mart had an ECW get-together, and I met Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, and uh, Shane Douglas and Francine, and I got all of their autographs. And I was a kid; I was a little kid, so it's like I lost. I never. I, I should have framed it, you know. And I'm like, it would be worth something today, you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. But like, so like, I was always a loudmouth. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm a loudmouth. Like, I'm always a loudmouth <laughs> little kid. Like, and nothing changed over the years, right? So they was raffling off tickets or whatever. So my grandpa always say, "You won't know if you don't ask." So I'm like, "Yo, if like there was the last tickets," and I'm like, "Yo, if they don't come." Can we get those tickets? And I knew the dude was like lying to me. Like, you know what, yeah. kid? Right. If they don't come, you can have these tickets. I'm like, all right, well, we're going to wait here. We're going to wait. Like, you said it. I'm and I'm going to stare at you. Yeah. So, like, we probably would have, like, at that time, I was still a wild young boy. We probably would have jumped that dude if he didn't give us the tickets. Like, we would have beat him up and rode up on our bike. So, the people never came. And he gave us the tickets. Number one, we wasn't supposed to ride our bikes to the Pensacola Mar, right? We wasn't supposed to be there. We rode anyway. And now we're like, yo, we got these tickets, but like, who's going to take us? Right. Uh-huh. Right? So like, his mom was like, you know what I mean? She would take us or whatever. I'm like, what? She don't even know. Like, you know what I mean? She was like, sweet church lady. So we're there and it's like chaos everywhere. Blood, 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 right? So she was like one of those moms like, Y'all wanted to come here. Now y'all staying. We was like, yes. Because yes. <laughs> we didn't want to leave. And uh, yeah, that was my first ECW show that I've ever. That was, so like, that was the first time I've ever been into the 2300. Yeah, it was like awesome. years ago. Yeah. Royal, it was a pleasure having you up yeah, here, man. man. Uh, definitely come up uh, hopefully next month. We'll yeah, definitely. Up. Man. So much so more we got to talk listening, about. You got to go see Royal Money this weekend. Yeah. We'll put the uh, the address in the show notes so people can just click the link. Definitely. And see you the know? new heavyweight champion. And Ray Radical. Yeah, Ray Radical. This, uh, I love it. Friday night. So many right? good things so, yeah, happen to good people. There's too much good things going on, you know. Definitely. So remember, fans, uh, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on MonkaRadio.com where music and minds meet. And keep it money. Definitely. Completely damaged. Completely damaged.